Hello and welcome to this week's Livy's Corner. Sorry this episode is late, but I had to go see some things. Okay? <laughs> and I had to safely go see these things. So, um, <laughs> I have a little spoiler-free review for Spider-Man No Way Home in this episode. Um, I was able to catch that this morning. I was trying to go earlier, but, you know, on Thursday, but I was just like, I just, I just, I just can't, okay, and no, so, um, and out here, you know, they, they are really strict on protocols, but even with that, I could still sense the anxiety spiking within myself, so I was like, nope, okay, nope, I'm not gonna do it, um, and then also the Critics' Choice Awards came out came out with their um 2021 nominations um and so i i break that down you know how it's with over here at Louis corner i just read them off <clears throat> and i'm like yay you know and that's it i'll like get to like who i think is gonna win and all that i may do that later on i'm not sure um they do air on january 9th on the cw um it's going to be fun. Tay Diggs is hosting again. And I believe this is going to be an in-person show. Um, but we'll see how things are shaping shaping up with all of this panoramic mess. Um, and then there's a couple of think pieces in here. I haven't really um, had those, you know, for a few months because I was just really keeping to my songs. But... Yeah, there's there's a couple thing pieces and one in particular is about just just say you know, just just an observation on um on on Netflix and their marketing thing and strategy for some of their films that I feel should have been <sighs> thrown in the gambit more um yeah so I'll just get into that later uh in the episode cause I'm just like mm, y'all good y'all good um so yeah there's some other things going on you know but let's just get on into this this is the intro so let's just go What's up, everybody? So, this week... Mm, mm, mm. The Critic... Critics Choice Association went ahead and released their nominees for 2021. Um, honey... There was some snubs. There were. There were some snubs. And I which I'll get into later. But is that these are some interesting nominations this year. Um I'm pulling them up as we speak. Let me see here.
But yeah, I was just like, what just happened? You know what I mean? This is interesting. This. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so Westside's built up 11 nominations each. Um, Dune and The Power of the Dog. Y'all know how I feel about The Power of the Dog. But anyway, um, they both picked up 10 nominations. Let's see here. Yeah, so I'm not going to like break it down like that. I'm just going to pull up what is all nominated and read through as I have in the past like to other people but I was like mm-hmm, I knew that was gonna get nominated okay so for best picture we have Belfast Coda Don't Look Up Dune King Richard Licorice Pizza Night and West Side Story Some of these, I'm like, mm. they were mediocre, but okay. So let's continue. Best actor, Nicolas Cage in Pig, which has people. Talk. And I was like, mm, I covered it. And I told you then, I was like, that performance is one for the year. And I just, I'm glad to see he got nominated. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, The Power of the Dog, Peter Dinklage. I'm not a chance because of, you know, the panoramic, this new wave. So, yeah, I want to see that really bad, but <sighs> we'll see how that works out. Um, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. I, I'm not really going to go into who I feel is going to win and <laughs> things like that. Um... But this is a strong field. I really could see like any of them taking it. Um, because except Serrano. So uh, that's going to bug me. <clears throat> I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to figure it out, though. Um, just so people can see this performance that everybody has been talking about like for months now. Um, best Actress. Nominations go to Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy um, Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci. People is mad, girl. And I'm like, y'all need to get off that girl. Elena Ham for Licorice Pizza. She did her thing. It was cute. It was cute. Um, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardo. Stewart for Spencer. <sighs> Again... This is a thick um, field. I, I, it could go to anybody. Um, um, best supporting actor, um, Jamie Dornan uh, for Belfast, Syrian Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer, Kotzer for Coda, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. I gr- now what I say, y'all? Last time. When I reviewed House of Gucci, I said Jared had a really good year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. He's having a, a strong uh, fourth quarter. Cody Smith McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Best Supporting Actress. Um, Ariana DeBose 
for West Side Story. She did that. I'm sorry. Um, And there's a reason why you haven't seen um, my review for West Side Story. Um, But we'll get into that later, right? Um, Next up is Anne Dowd for Mass. Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog. Anjanu Ellis for King Richard and Rita Morano for West Story, West Side Story. Best young actor or actress, and the Academy really does need to bring that, bring that back, that this category back. Jude Hill for Belfast, Cooper, um, Amelia Jones for Coda, Woody Norman for Come On, Come On. He did really, 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 really good. Um, Sanaya Sidney and then Rachel Zegler for West Side Story Best Acting Ensemble Belfast Don't Look Up The Harder They Fall Yes I I okay okay we see it Licorice Pizza The Power of the Dog and West Side Story Um Out of all of these I feel the power of the dog is the weakest here it had a decent cast, but I'm looking at the others that are nominated. And I'm like, there were st- way stronger entries um, nominated this year. So we'll see. Um, Best Director, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Guillermo del Toro for Nightmare Alley. Steven Spielberg for West Side Story and Dennis Villeneuve for Dune. Best Original Screenplay goes to Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Zach Balin for King Richard, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Adam McKay and David Sirota for Don't Look Up, Aaron Sorkin for Being the Ricardos. Best Adapted Screenplay would go to Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, Maggie Gyllenhaal for Lost Daughter, Sion Heder for Coda, Tony Kushner for West Side Story, John Space and Dennis Villeneuve and Eric Roth for Doom. Best Cinematography, um, off, off bat, off bat. All of these are fire. Just off bat. Again, the one that I was just like, mm, it's okay, but okay. <laughs> Bruno Del Bonel for The Tragedy of Macbeth is a beautiful movie. It is beautiful to look at. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Greg Frazier for Dune. Um, Januz Kaminsky for West Side Story. Dan Lauston for Nightmare Alley. Ari Wagner for The Power of the Dog. That's the week one I was talking about. And then Harris. <laughs> I'm going to tear his last name up. Harris Zambarlokos for Belfast. Oh, dear. Um, Best editing. We had... Um, West Side Story, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, Power Dog Dune. You see, it's just like a, a repetition of things. 
Um, best costume design goes to Jenny Beaven for Cruella. I think that is going to win. Louis Sicaria for Nightmare Alley. Paul Tazel, I mean Taswell for West Side Story. Robert Morgan and Jacqueline West for Dune. Um, Janty Yates for House of Gucci. Um, best hair and makeup, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, Nightmare Alley. I, y'all, I got to go ahead and be like, I think Cruella gonna grab that one too. Um, <laughs> best visual effects, Dune, The Matrix, Resurrections, Nightmare Alley, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Um... Best comedy, Barb and Star, Go to Vista Del Mar, Don't Look Up, Free Guy, The French Dispatch, and Licorice Pizza. Best animated feature, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus The Machines, Raya and the Last Dragon, and Encanto. So, Disney has three of the nominations, my lord. Um, I'm seeing what else. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist. You know, I don't cover every last one of these, but look, y'all know how I felt about the power of the dog child. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Um... Some surprises for for some people um, was definitely um, the Nicolas Cage shout out. Uh, I'm telling you, you need to watch that movie. It's good. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if he <laughs> if he gets some more nominations off of that. It was just such a really really great movie. Um, but a snub to me that had me questioning some things was Frances McDermott for, um, the tragedy of Macbeth. Like, I was like, ooh, that's a snub. Um, and I don't want to feed into anything. I don't want to, like, read too deep into this, but I'm going to be very honest. There were a lot of people not feeling the fact that she won that Oscar. Okay? They don't talk about it in public like they did Poe T'Challa or Chadwick Boseman. Um, the late, great Chadwick Boseman. But behind closed doors, there was a lot of chatter about that. So, I'm wondering if that carried over to this we'll see how the rest of this season pans out you know I'm not covering the Golden Globes so don't worry um (laughs) so don't worry about that but yeah Critics Choice came out the gate strong um again you can tell there was a lack of opportunity for people of color um and if it if they it looks like they went for the big 
productions when it came to that. So, which is unfortunate. Um, but, you know, this we're trying. We're trying. But yeah, those are the main categories um, and the main nominations for the 2021 Critics' Choice Awards. Um, were there any surprises for you? Were there any snubs for you? Um, yeah, yeah. watching there's a lot um it's the end of the year so there's some films that i had to catch up on there's still some films that i have to catch up on y'all just see my voodoo oh my god i said oops (laughs) how did i miss this (laughs) oh okay okay but i'm also getting ready um for the matrix resurrection so of course that whole trilogy is on my on my to-do list but what am i watching what have i been watching this week and i have to say i've been like i said catching up on some things i was catching up on queens the abc show also abbott elementary i was able to watch that pilot oh my goodness it's so good also on ABC, but it's streaming on Hulu. So, shout out to Danielle. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, those two shows are really, really good. Um, caught up on The Simpsons. Yes, I still watch The Simpsons. I still watch Bob's Burgers. Um, I don't know where the Christmas episodes are, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what the tea is on that, but okay. Um, a lot of holiday specials. I've been watching those. Uh, just started watching Station Eleven. <sighs> the first three episodes um, aired this week. <sighs> Whoa! It's it's an emotional minefield. Mhm. Mhm. There's so much going on in this. Um, it's on HBO Max. Um, I, I will be honest. It was hard to get through all three at the same time. Like the first two, I was like, all right, cool. Yep. I got through it. 
But then those were both emotional. And so when the third, you know, popped up to to stream, I was like, <laughs> but I was glad I did. I was glad that those three were released. I, I see what HBO is doing with a lot of their series. Like they're doing that. They're doing the whole, well, how does the streaming effect the storyline and I'm like oh that's just smart oh my goodness because all three episodes tied together perfectly to set up what's what's really gonna you know go down because I was like oh no oh no we about to see some stuff on this but yeah it's so good super emotional I had my Kleenex um I just started uh, re-watching better things um, Pamela Alden, I love her so much. I think she's amazing. Um, it's on FX. It's beautiful. It's one of the best shows. Seriously, it's one of the best shows. Y'all need to be watching this. I know y'all need to be watching this. But the final season, season five, comes on, um, I believe February 22nd of 2022. And I'm just like, oh my god ready oh my goodness so uh, I kind of started binging all of those (laughs) there's four seasons so I was like I'm just gonna take my time with it I'm gonna take my time with it um and then I'm like is there anything else no I don't think so I don't think so it's just you know getting my list ready for the end of the year um I was gonna do a Christmas list and I was just like you know what y'all know what y'all want to watch at at this time come on you don't need me but I have been watching plenty of my um, favorite Christmas movies like Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas I've watched that twice already Um, it's just (sighs) I have to make like a soup or a chili when I watch it. It's just like there's a whole thing I do when I watch this show because it's just, it's so good. Jim Henson was so ahead of his time. And whenever I see like things that are Jim Henson that is not affiliated with Disney or whoever else, ugh, I go and purchase it. Like I'm like, I'm gonna support Jim Henson in that foundation, okay? Um... Yeah, I think that's all I've been doing, though. Like, I watched Eight Crazy Nights, Elf. Um, There's some more things on the agenda, but yeah, I'm just kicking it. I'm just kicking it, you know, getting things together for the end of the year. And and moving forward, of course, I'm watching Insecure. (sighs) Ah, I, oof, oof. Every episode, just, it just, there's more closure with every episode of, you know, who these characters are becoming or have become and are becoming. It's so good. Um, I did watch as well, um, and just like that, the Sex and the City spinoff and, dear, 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 dear. I'm going to wait to really review it (laughs) once all the episodes have aired because yikes. 
and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about it. How you feel about it? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Take care, guys. Let's hit up the next segment. <laughs> sick when I do the, the groan and the moan at the same time child um West Side Story bombed at the box office it's not a surprise to me that that happened because the there was already a test run of this type of situation months ago within the Heights the reason it bombed is because for the most part a lot of BIPOC folks and definitely Latin Latin uh, Latino Latino people didn't show up they didn't go support it um so let me give you some history as to why that happened um when in the heights dropped and it 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 didn't do well either okay and the main reason was you know latino latina people and the reason i keep saying latino latina is because (laughs) i got schooled on that that is what they want to be represented and called by not latinx okay all right so (laughs) i do my work now I do my research and all the things. So I'm not, you know, out here being disrespectful. So the history on this is, is this. The community is tight. The community is tight. And I would say it was about July of this year. When a very prominent um, Latina activist spoke out and said, "We're not gonna celebrate. We're not gonna celebrate. We're not gonna support this film when it comes out," and she was, she said that it is because of the, you know, the brown facing that they did, the brown fishing that they did for the film. Um, but it was also the lyrics. There were some very cringe-y lyrics. And no shade against, you know, the late Sondheim. But baby, you just can't say those things. You cannot. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't cool to say. And then there was something that she said in the interview that made me pause and just go, yeah, I understand why y'all wouldn't. This story is based off of Romeo and Juliet, right? Well, that's not a Latino, Latina film or story. It was placed within the community 
as a as a gag of sorts you know as a let's give it a, another color to make it more palatable you know um and i said well damn if she is not a hundred percent correct see this would have this this movie should have been the one that was released all those years ago and i'll be, I'll be very honest I don't like the first one. I don't. I don't like it. And I, and I was like 13 when I tried to watch it the first time, and then I went when I was in my 20s. But I didn't like. I didn't like the brown fishing, and I could tell that's what was going on. But I didn't. Of course, in 13, you don't know that's what's happening. But I was just like, what? This isn't authentic, and this isn't cool, you know. So. They had this problem months ago. And they thought that because she was on a, you know, a black, in a black media um, um, show, that nobody would listen. And unfortunately for, and I'm saying they, I mean Universal, producers, Steven, everybody. The unfortunate thing is this. Hollywood, y'all cannot continue to do this. You can't. You cannot. Absolutely not. Um, I see that people are making strides out here and they're trying. But when films like this come out, it kind of is like the whole take a step back and then... You know, an event happens and then you're pushed back five, ten steps. And that's what happened here. The film is beautiful. The cinematography is amazing. The set design is amazing. The casting is really, really decent. There's only a couple people, though, that I like in it. And they're not the main people. The supporting cast is everything for me. Um... But, which brings me on to, to my final point. I sat and watched this movie, and I just went, why is there no Latino director here, or Latina director here? And this is not me being sensitive. This is me calling out a issue that needs to be called out and figured out. (sighs) I don't feel that it should have been remade either. Again, like I said earlier, I think that this film was like, should have been the one that was released in the first place um, because it is that good. Okay, it is a great film. And I couldn't see why people are throwing awards and nominations at it. I see that. But in the same in the same breath, I'm like we we just we can't do this anymore. 
you know, it was a hundred million dollars spent on this, not including press. <sighs> but I know that if a Latino or Latina director had had an opportunity on this, they wouldn't have gotten that budget. They wouldn't have gotten that budget. And they would have been fought on tooth and nail on so many things that Steven didn't have to fight on. Um, and it's unfortunate because of who Steven is and, and his coming up through Hollywood. And I have to tell y'all, Hollywood was not kind to him at all, honey, at all. Jaws is so celebrated right now, right? And it was when it came out too. But this dude didn't have a a major budget. People were not trying to throw money at him and beat down his door to try and give him whatever he needed to make that. And so I, I get where he's coming from because he's trying to use his platform you know, to get people through the gate, which is good. Thank you. We appreciate it, Steven. <sighs> but the main consensus here is that it should have been shot through at least because it it's already written, right? Tony Kushner did that, right? Um, but... the lens and the pen of the people you are trying to represent has to be those people. Okay? Okay. Because y'all don't I don't know how much y'all going to end up losing because I don't know the full, you know, budget that that number, I don't know that, but I don't think this is it maybe will make 50 mil um and then they maybe will be able to recoup a lot off of rental um and a lot of people said that too they was like i ain't trying to catch no part of this panoramic for this movie okay okay let's be honest i was like all right all right um which i i understand um Yeah, it's unfortunate, guys. This is just a very costly um, lesson um, for Hollywood. Like, y'all, no, we're not going to support it. And I have to support, I have to support them. Like, I have to support the Latino, Latina community on this. Um, I learned my lesson through In the Heights. I said, oh, okay, so... Let me round this out and say, um, get it together, okay? We're not going to keep doing this, okay? All right. (laughs) Now, can I say you shouldn't see it? You should see it. I'm not going to say that. Um, It is beautiful. It is one of the most beautiful (laughs) films I've seen this year. Um... But that's to be expected. It's Steven Spielberg. He's going to make sure that the stuff looks good. Okay. And the story going to hit. Um, but yeah. All right, guys.
So, yep, yeah, I'm a review Spider-Man No Way Home by just this. You need to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. Safely. Um, it <laughs> blew my mind, honey. It blew my mind. Um, wow. They did a really good job. That's all I'm going to say. That's my review on Spider-Man No Way From Home. At the light of the end of the tunnel this week is definitely one about staying true to yourself your and your mission, your purpose. And, you know, finding out what your purpose is is not easy. And you don't wake up one day and just be like, purpose you know <laughs> it takes a minute it takes an hour days you you see where I'm going with this it takes a minute it takes a while for you to figure it out and um and that's okay it's okay um it shouldn't be rushed um things that are rushed don't they don't end up well they just don't turn out well and it's, it's 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 frustrating when that happens because you hit all kinds of bumps in the road and crevices in the road and like gorges in the road. You just you know just take your time with it, but sticking to the path. And I think like the purpose is almost the end result or the end point of the destination. Okay, so we we going through life and we're doing all these things and we're putting one foot in front of the other, striving to get to this point. Well, how do you stay focused on that point? How do you stay encouraged on that point? And then how do you like weed out the BS so you can get to that point? And unfortunately... <laughs> I don't have the answer for you. I can only say that putting the one foot in front of the other is probably the biggest, literally and figuratively, the biggest step you can do for yourself. And I only got that from a very dear person to me. And I was just like, dang. Because it was like, you know, some stuff had happened, okay? Some stuff had happened. You know, I was finding out all of these revelations about people that I thought were in my corner. And they so were not. <laughs> so were not. Um, and just finding out some revelations on, you know, different uh, points in my life and all, all of these things, right? And learning the truth about people in certain situations. And I was just like, oh my God, and it shocked me. And I just kind of went into myself and didn't do anything. Like I was like in shock. And just laid in bed and was completely depressed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I started to shut myself away and all the things. And then this person said that to me. 
And I was just like, OMG. And they were like, just do one thing a day, right? And they were like, and it equals to one step to getting back onto your purpose and onto your path. And it's, we go through that, <clears throat> but because we're storytellers and, you know, um, things like that and all our different ways of being a storyteller, I think we, we put it on display more. And I think it's just, it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard. But then even if you're not an artist and you're going through this life at this time, when so many people are showing their booties, like, and not just showing the booty cheeks, like they are like full out booty, okay? And the world is like smelling like poo because everybody booty cheeks is out. And <laughs> true intentions and true, uh, true self and true identities are being so exposed right now. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, you have a lot of people in shock. You have a lot of people just in like this stagnant space because they like, what the hell? I, uh, I know for me, it was like a situation where I've known some, I had known somebody for years and years and years and years. And then I find out this and then it was another, I, I knew them for a really long time. And then they true self came out and so, or was exposed and so I was just like, bro. But yeah, it was just like learning to put the one foot in front of the other. To do the one thing in front of the other. And I'm going to tell you, this week, putting that one foot in front of the other was hard. It was hard this week. I'm like, what is happening? But I still did it. Even if it was just one thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... These the films that I'm gravitating towards right now are those type of stories. That's why I love King Richard so much. I love King Richard so much. You know, I even love Spider-Man. I, I I'm really disenfranchised when it comes to the stories that are not uplifting folk right now. Because right now, that's what we need. And it's not even just the movies. It's the plays. It's the musicals. It's music. Any type of art. If it's not about, for me, if it's not about uplifting us and realigning people to their path so they can find their own, I'm really not vibing with it. And I feel bad for the power of the dog because... Everybody loves this movie, right? And I'm just like, nah. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm like loving these other movies, <laughs> you know, that everybody's like hating. And I'm just like, nah, okay, well, you know, so it's just about keeping, keeping your focus. And then when you lose the focus, hopefully you... You have the people around you that hope you help you realign with your focus, you know, and, and with with your path. Because, honey, 
it's rough out here. And we all some pimps because it's hard out here, okay? We all hustling in our own ways to to get to our light and to not shine it like when it's the end of our lives, but shine it throughout our whole existence. And so, yeah, that's that's the kind of art I'm I'm gravitating towards right now. And there's, you know, there's some public figures that I've been, you know, watching and they're doing the same thing. Like they're like, hey, y'all, y'all. <laughs> the trauma train has officially paused. So, yeah, that's the light at the end of the tunnel this week is like finding your refinding or, you know, realigning with your purpose and, and your path. Um, it's hard. It's heartbreaking. It will break your spirit, child. It will. I'm not going to sit here and act like it won't because it will. But you just got to keep going. But you got to find your own way to do it. And yeah, you're just amazing. I think even the people that I no longer mess with, I still think they are amazing people. But they're just having to be amazing without me there. And that's completely fine too. It's That's called boundaries. And... In order for me to get to my purpose, I have to set those boundaries, right? And so, yeah, wishing everybody like the best. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'll have an episode up next week, um, just because of all that I have going on, and it's the end of the year, and like. I got some stuff going on. So I'm just like, I don't know. So just erring on the side of caution that if I if I don't post anything um, next week, just know that I love you and I support you. And I know that for me, it's my time to shine and embrace my shine. And so I I hope that you're able to do that as well. All right, guys and ladies, much love to you all. This also counts as the outro. I hope you enjoyed the show. We made it through another year. That's crazy. This is season two. I'm like, oh my goodness. So yeah, thank you guys so, so much. And I will, I'll talk to you in the new year. All right, bye.